Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Big DK Energy. I'm your host, DK, or Danny Crunter as my friends call me. And sitting across from me today is a stud of a man who is cutting his way through life as well as cutting for the gains. In addition to his physical pursuits, he is also quite a hockey fanatic and quite the entrepreneur. Without further ado, please help me in welcoming our guest for today, Mr. Brooks Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins, welcome to the show. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. That was a very kind intro. I try, man. I try to hype you up as much as I can in the intro, because <laughs> you know what? You're all, you deserve it, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's nice to feel recognized. Of course, of course. And I love the fact that we um, got to that we decided to wear our hockey jerseys today. Yeah, nice. What? How far out are we from a from a season right now? Let's see. We're in like mid-September, so I think we actually have like a couple more weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so nice, man. I can't wait because my Panthers are finally good after so many years of being like one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys, man. My my most uh, last year when I had a roommate, Tom, he was the biggest Panthers fan. So I got to watch a lot of your hockey opposed to just watching my Avalanche play the whole time. So it was nice to watch a little bit of Panthers hockey as well. So I got to know some of your guys. Colorado's already really stacked, especially with one of the best players, Nathan McKinnon, in there. So, you know, the, the Avalanche are at least known. The Panthers are finally getting some respect on their name. I mean, good I mean, good, good on you guys. That's amazing. I just I get so used to just knowing the names of the players on my team and knowing them so well that whatever, 30-some other teams I can't even think about. So the one I actually know ends up being your team. So uh, I you? wish you guys the best this year. Appreciate I hope you it. can beat out Tampa, man. I'm done seeing, I'm done seeing <laughs> them win. <laughs> We're going to try to give the cup uh, another tan, but uh, yeah, let's bring it back to South Florida. Not the University of South Florida, since that's not, that's not even real South Florida, bro. <laughs> Insulting to me. Mid-Florida. Mid-Florida, that's right. And especially how it's kind of ironic because it was your avalanche in 1997 that swept my Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, right. For, first year that the uh, avalanche are the... Avalanche and not the Quebec Nordiques in uh, 97. I guess technically we were both new teams at the time. Yeah, well, how long had you guys been a team in 97? Like three years. Oh, okay, so fresh. Very fresh. Nice. Yeah, like Vegas Knights fresh. Cool. Like, <laughs> going <laughs> like straight. Vegas Knights fresh. Yeah, except we didn't get to pick the best of every team. Yeah, I was going to say, I could do without those guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But wait, is Reeves on the Knights anymore? I thought. Or was he just traded? No, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Did he get traded? That would be crazy. That's like their identity. I feel like. Yeah, I think he was at. I think he's actually in the Rangers now, which would be insane because if they ever played, the, if they ever played the Capitals. Him and Tom Wilson. I mean, the Rangers and the and the Capitals already have that little bit of rivalry. So just imagine them duking it out. Yeah, that would be something else. I mean, it, it would be nice not to have to deal with more physical players in uh, our division, so I'm all for it. <laughs> it my, I mean, I don't know, man. We got bull We got bullied. The Avalanche got bullied so hard by the Knights in in the Stanley Cup playoffs that it, it just left me wanting to watch Joe Sackett go pick up a more physical team. <laughs> uh, it's when see big guys leave, it's okay with me. Yeah. Dang, Sackett. I haven't heard that name in a while. <clears throat> yeah, right. Also, how did you feel about um, Grubauer um, getting draft picked up by the Kraken? Uh, you know, I mean, I knew we had to lose somebody big. I knew I knew it had to be somebody. Um, and we, we picked up um, 
I'm a bad fan. We picked we picked up uh, what's his name from was it from Phoenix? Goldsender um, came over to us. <clears throat> I think Comper. I think is his name. Comper is that? It's K U E M P R. You know, at this point, I'm just gonna take a look. Yeah, but it, I mean, at least we got a solid goaltender out of the deal, so it's not like we got left on our own. But I mean, <laughs> Grubauer did great for us, man. I, I, I think our issue was not being physical and following through when we need to. I mean, we have the best players. We should, we're lack a little bit on size, but I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. We went into those playoffs thinking we're n- number one and being number one all season, have, having our tied for our best season of all time. And last time we did that, we walk away with the cup. So well, watching us walk in there and then lose second round to Vegas, I mean, pretty pretty deflating in the manner that we lost. It, it didn't feel, it wasn't like one of those losses where like, damn, both teams played out of their ass. And it was so good, amazing performances to watch. It, it, it didn't feel like that at all. It felt, it felt like we were a half step off on everything and getting out hustled to pucks and getting beat in the corners. Like, it, just, it wasn't fun to watch. Damn. It felt like I was getting beat up watching it on TV. It was just... Well, that's how you know you're a true fan if you feel the physical pain of your team yeah. go, going through something rough. Oh, yeah, it is Darcy Cumper. That's, that's his name. Cumper. Or yeah. I mean, and he played really well. He played really well against us as well. True. Did I pronounce that right? Cumper? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> read what I see on ESPN the best I can. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's the best we can do based on the <laughs> phonetics we were taught at a young age. Remember Alexander Seaman on the Capitals? Yeah, that's tough. Just a, yeah, that's a rough name. That's tough. Just like my little sister. Um, when she was in middle school, there was a girl named Anya Wiener. And uh, apparently she had to go to another school because she got bullied at my sister's school too much. <laughs> Wait, the, she went to your sister's school? Yeah. And she had to change schools because of her name? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What year, what grade is that? I mean, she was in elementary school, so. Oh. I did, I, I transferred elementary schools because I was bullied by a music teacher. <laughs> Excuse me? It, it, it's so long ago that I feel weird talking about it because I don't think your memories do themselves justice after a certain period of time. I, yeah, I think you like remember fractions of memories of memories so it, like it, it would like feel it. unjust putting this music teacher on the cross right now. Fair enough. And it's like, you know, some of the pieces might have fallen out of place and, and they sh- might not come back. And I'm sure I was a little bitch at the time so it's not like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not like I wasn't probably a little snitch or crybaby or something wasn't? at the time. So. Let's be real, who wasn't? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm just... It's so funny that it ended up being literally a whole school transfer thing. Like, I, I remember having great friends in elementary school, but at the same time, I also remember hating coming back from music class so much because the teacher would just make me feel like a piece of shit and tell me I was terrible. Like, I, I was really bad with the... You had to learn uh, the xylophone. Really? Like, the ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you had to, like, play the different song, and I just couldn't... I just didn't get it, man. Dang. I just well, this just wasn't lining up for me, and I and she just would get. I don't know. She would just belittle me a little bit. But I mean, I don't want to say too much because I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Remember what actually happened, but enough to get me to move to another elementary school. Damn, <clears throat> I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> I don't even. I don't Dude. even know if it affected me in any way whatsoever. Maybe I was less of a shithead after that. I don't know. Do you like music still? Hopefully. Yeah, I like music, but I don't play. But I don't play any of it. I mean, gotta say I have zero natural aptitude for like the the biggest musical bone in my body is probably me on medium or hard mode on Guitar Hero. Nice. 
That's better than most. You play music? You play music? Uh, I used to. I played a little bit of guitar and bass back back in the day, but not. And I tried to. And I even learned some songs during the pandemic. But honestly, it's just I don't know where to start. It's just I don't know where to start in terms of like chord progressions, in terms of like scales, and I feel kind of lost because I actually did a little bit of band in middle school. I was alto and tenor sax, and it's like that's when I knew music and I loved it. But the thing is that. You know, I haven't really played as much since then. I mean, you know, I know I play a few songs on the guitar now, but it's like, you know, I'm nowhere where I wanted to be. Why? Why do you? <clears throat> it's just being somebody that doesn't play and doesn't like have the urge to play. What? What? Like, what, why do it? What makes you want to do it? What, what makes you want to play music? I just love music so much. Like, I always I want to be able to recreate the sounds just for my own doing. And I and you know I do eventually want to be able to like create my own sound of some sort but the thing is that I guess that's just not where my focus is currently and I don't know I kind of learned that at one point that if you try to focus on too many things at one point your brain's going to be scattered and you'll get none of it done yeah yeah I mean you're <clears throat> you're just one Danny with uh, 24 hours every day bud so and that's how you take your approach with life yeah yeah um, I mean, I heard that too. <laughs> I was like, is there a door open behind us? You know, my approach, my, my approach to life, meaning like my strategy towards my day to day and like why I want to do what I do in some kind of strategic way, mm -hmm. um, has recently changed in the last couple of years to viewing myself as what do I want my 24 hours to look like ultimately? So I'm like, I think like five years into the future and I think what, what would be the optimal life for me five years from now? like but but not like what house and car and job i'm thinking what do i want it to look like when i wake up where am i waking up what kind of bed am i in what kind of apartment am i in like what am i what kind of coffee am i brewing for myself what kind of walk am i taking what kind of meditation am i doing in the morning what kind of area do i live in what kind of atmosphere do i want around me because it, I focus my days being somebody who, who works from home and, and works part-time on um, a business for my in, income, working on real estate, flipping houses for a regular income, but then on the side creating another business, I kind of parse my time out half and half to a point where I can work on main income part of the time and then have enough time to work on something I'm not very good at so that I can take that main income over at some point in time. But now I think in these, what can my 24 hours look like? Because I just value my experience of my day. Because um, I learned in the last few years that being present to the moment was something that, when I learned about it, became very important to me. Mm -hmm. So I thought, now, how can my day be as, as good as physically possible? Because most of my days are going to be days. They're not going to be vacations and, and dopamine hit experiences and really crazy stuff. Most of my experiences are going to be my day-to-day -day routine. So I focus more on... How can I make my 24 hours the coolest 24 hours it can possibly be? And how can that time yield me something that would benefit me in the future? Does that kind of make sense? That was, that was actually a, a great way of explaining that. In fact, you know, I try, you know, I try to, I wonder about those people who are just seemed like they're always motivated and it seems like they're unflinching from the road that they have set themselves upon. But I never really understood what the mindset of that it was, except was, to, you know, to just be up early and just, you know, do stuff before everyone else. But, um, honestly, that was a perfect way of... Which I, which I really don't do, to be honest with you. Like, I, I wake up around, like, 
seven, eight, nine, probably, depending on the day. Okay. Um, but but I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Like, I think most people walk around with a, a lack of purpose. I read somewhere once. It was like one of those, one of those like really flimsy quotes, but it actually had some merit this time. And it said, "You survived every bad day up to, up until this point." And that kind of just struck something in me that said, "You know what? You're not completely wrong." Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that, man. That's that. I think. Uh, you have a lot, you and me and everybody has a lot more choice in how they feel on a day-to-day basis uh, because of how they choose to perceive the world, the frame that they give the world, the perspective that they look at the world through, the, their lens that they choose to see the world through. Mm-hmm. I, I think we have a lot of choice in that. I've seen a lot of evidence. I mean, I'm only 29 but I've seen quite a bit of evidence since I've been here that you have a lot of choice over what motivates you and what your perspective is on the world. Like, I'm born in the United States in the richest country in the world to a family in a, a middle-income household. I couldn't be luckier. I'm above six-foot white male in the United States. Like, you couldn't, you, you couldn't be gifted something. Like, I didn't do anything to deserve this. And it was just I don't know about the push-ups that happened in my last life that I did to earn this life like this. I don't know how any of that works. I don't claim, claim to know I know how any of that works. Yeah, it's but just I, but probability. I guess the, the reason I'm kind of coming around to this is because I think a lot of us, and, and I used to really be like this, so I think about it a lot, is we lack a lot of perspective. Hmm. And I think perspective is a big key for happiness perspective to happiness and and the reason I say perspective to happiness is where you believe you are like what you deserve and what you see around you I think ultimately determines you deciding how happy you allow yourself to be so if I so in it for an example using perspective I like to read um, books about the Holocaust. Okay. Or I like to, um, recently there was a great podcast. Joe Rogan came out and interviewed uh, a young woman who had escaped from North, North Korea. Korea. I saw that. Did you get to see that? Oh, absolutely. Three and hours of just madness. Uh, I mean, I had no clue about the genocide and I know, mass it. starvation. I couldn't and finish it. I cried three different times during that podcast, listening to the just horrific stories of children and mothers and family members and people being forced to... Yeah, I mean, just the worst, the worst things you could imagine. I, I mean, couldn't even imagine that uh, some of those things would when happen. I, when, when she spoke about the guy whose guts was hanging out, but all he was worried about was, you know, how hungry he was. It's just like yeah. And she and she felt and she pain. said she felt nothing, right? Mm-hmm. She felt bad later because she felt nothing at the time because she didn't know what like love was and she didn't know what sympathy. She's like survival mode. She what she they they she was talked about how they just turned into robot people like. I, I, I mean, it sounds, it sounds fucked up, but I, but I, I, I make sure to keep myself in check by checking up on that kind of material on a regular basis. And I used to think it was really morbid. I hate scary movies. I won't watch murder documentaries. I won't spend time, like, I don't watch scary, I might watch a scary movie once or twice a year just to, 
just to scare myself, sure, but but I won't watch a chainsaw massacre, or I won't watch a human centipede, all that gory shit. I don't need that in my head. Like I don't, I don't my ideas. I don't want it's that. It's fantasy. Yeah, I don't need extra like negative things in my in around my head. So, but I look for this, and, and this goes back to perspective and happiness. I use it as a tool as per, as perspective, and and I think a lot of those people. I mean, <laughs> maybe this is overstepping, but. I believe a lot of people in those who experienced the Holocaust or who experienced the North Korea or experienced the horrible situation, uh, I would assume that those people would want us to remember the things that they went through and use them as fuel to create a better today. So I, would, I try really hard to think in that place and honor them in their sacrifice and the horrible shit they had to view. And I think about myself when I wake up in the morning in my air-conditioned apartment that I'm not afraid is going to get broken into and I'm not afraid somebody's going to come through my door and kick my dog and beat, beat me up and take my kids or do, like, like our problems are so fucking simple, man. If you even live in the soil of the United States, man, you're so, we're so, so spoiled. We have no, we have no clue. But anyways, the point is per perspective. I'm as happy as I'm able to gain perspective on my life. And, and at the same time, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's still more, a lot to that, but I think it's a, a, a really good tool that I think a lot more people could use. And the people who I know who are the happiest people are the people who regularly remind themselves of some kind of perspective to say, you know what, you got it pretty damn good and it's pretty nice to be here, you know? Absolutely. And, wow. Yeah, sorry, I went no. down the rabbit hole with that one. No, that's... Listen, I like having rabbit hole guests on my podcast because that was just a full stream of consciousness that made total sense. And I 100% agree with everything you said because, you know, as a Jew, I've done my own research on the Holocaust and, oh, actually one time when I went to South Korea, I went to this one observation post with my cousins, my sister, and my uncle, and on, we were standing on the South Korean side, but we, I took a picture and right behind me was North Korea. And it was, and so they had like observation towers that you could look out onto the fields and... They don't even do that anymore, right? No, I just saw some people farming, and it was just so surreal. And I, I'm pretty sure that's, I think it's called a Potemkin village because it, it, so if you're not familiar with what a Potemkin village is, it is something in history that, um, the, I forgot which Russian king, I think, it, I don't know if it was Potemkin or I don't even know what it's called, but anyway, it was a fake village that was set up to have people go through to see how great everything was. And then, as soon as the people left, they tore it all down. And so, apparently, they created one at the border of North Korea just to show, hey, you know, we have, you know, we're not as backwards as you think we are. And, you know, it's, it was a front. And so, I don't know if I saw that or not, but, you know, actually, but then going back to what you were saying, um, when, the, when the people were falling off of airplanes trying to get out of Afghanistan, that's how I know that um, you know, me going to a job that I, I am not exactly the most fond of isn't exactly the worst thing on the planet. Makes you like the acai bowl place a little bit more when you think about that, right? Exactly. It's just, it's like, granted, I still have, listen, I'm not going to lie. I have my own complaints and that's just who I am and I'm not apologetic for it, but at least, you know, I, at least I know I'm not going to get hit with a bomb on my way to work or anything. Huge plus. 
huge plus. Yeah, I mean, do both. Do both, Danny. You're right. I mean, you're 100% right. It's it's both. It's in in both is the word that I like to use a ton is nuance, um, and nuance meaning that it's it's both. It's both at the same time. It it can it can be a little a little bit of both. Like you have the perspective because in the back of your head, don't let yourself get too caught up in the little things and. Uh, got to set up the podcast right, I got to make sure that editing's right, I got to get it in by this day or I feel bad, like being a guy that has his own podcast too, I understand what that feels like. I know I know that guilt, I know that feeling, I know the needing to get work out, I know the needing to produce, I, like these things aren't going to go away because you know about the, the Holocaust in North Korea and other people having it way worse than you. Just use it as a tool in the back of your head on the mornings you get out of bed and you're like, I don't want to do this, oh, fucking bed's so, bed's so nice and, and warm and everything else is cold and use it then use it then when still get shit done still be hard on yourself and and go and go get stuff done and then be like oh, okay this is but all in all use it in the back of your head as a as a as a memory as an honor to those people and say hey i'm not going to let myself get carried out too far down the rabbit hole and beat myself too much like a little bit you got to have that just cuz other people have it harder than us especially really far away from us we can't hang on that all the time or we'll get depressed. So you do have to have a, you need to have some nuance to it, some happy medium and, and do a little bit of both. Cause I, I'm with you. I've seen people go the other way too, where, where they think too much about that stuff and they can't, or, or they think too much about the news or something else. And they just get sucked down that hole and they, and they forget that they, they don't have something like grounding, like a perspective or a spiritual practice or so, or something or a health and wellness practice that like grounds them to, uh, a reality that they know would be better for them. Nice. <laughs> to be quiet. You know, it's just, I just love letting you talk because you just, you know, there's not a single pause in there and, you know, everything you say is absolutely valid and, you know, that is something that, honestly, I think more people need to know about and actually as someone on the autism spectrum, you know, um, with someone with Asperger's, I usually I'm usually the one seeing the world in black and white, and even I have. And one of the main things is that I have problems seeing things like the silver gray lining in the middle. So, um, just to yeah, 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 just, that probably affects it big time. Yeah, and so you know, just your reminder that there is that happy medium, or not, I don't know if it's you know happy relatively medium. Mm. Um, it's good to know that, and to know that you know, I have something to ground myself towards. But it's just that I'm still trying to find that line, and with and with my disability. Or you know, not even disability. With my mishigas, as my father says, it's a Yiddish term. You know, just trying to do the best that I can. And can I tell me if this is the right question to ask you, Danny? Though, go ahead. What do you feel like is the right thing to do, and why, right now, like with your time here on the planet? To be honest with you, I'm too young to. I am too young to know that. How old are you, Danny? I'm only 25. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we're we're super young. We're still, you know. Yeah, and even at twenty nine, you about to come thirty. You're still young. I don't know shit, man. I don't. I know nothing, man. I thought I knew stuff a month ago. I thought I knew stuff. I spoke to my two dad. years ago. I don't know shit, man. I, I spoke to my dad the other day, and he's like, "Danny, I'm over fifty, and yeah, and yet I still don't know stuff." And so, it's good to know that. At the same time, you want to yell at your parents because you're like, "What the heck? Why do you yell at me for not knowing anything when you don't know a goddamn thing yourselves?" <laughs> But I love my parents, and honestly, I'm trying to learn as much as possible. I know that sounds really cliche, but in terms of, like, for example, maybe how to become more empathetic, maybe just 
maybe just becoming a better human being. And we are back. So unfortunately, there was a little bit of a technical difficulty. However, um, we're just uh, resuming our talk about purpose in life. <laughs> right to the right to the meat and potatoes. Of course. So yeah, if you want to start us off with what's going on right now with you and just kind of I guess make it a little more basic and just kind of give a state of the union of what are you doing right now in life and and why so to be quite honest with you I was kind of meandering because this pandemic hasn't really helped anybody out let's be real and um it really has not helped out anybody but then at the same time I was just drifting through because right before I thought I had gotten back on my feet, you know, I, I moved back to a place where I was very comfortable. I even found a full-time job at some place that was really cool. I was running the social media for a, a gun range. And, um, cool. th- and then COVID hit, and um, then I was on unemployment for a while, and then I just, and then I found a job at a NASA Ebo place. And granted, I'm very thankful that I was able to find work during the, during that time. It's like, Life's kind of meandering right now. I'm kind of running on autopilot. And honestly, when one of my coworkers, his name is Holden, he recommended that I start a podcast. I thought, what do I got to lose? And so that's where we are now. And so honestly, this podcast is my new goal. In fact, I recorded an episode yesterday and I we we ended recording around five. And honestly, I was up until two in the morning editing it. Cool. And I'm that's, almost done. That's great. So you must, I mean, you must be some kind of motivated yeah that sounds like work okay yeah i think that's a way of putting it well i mean you tell me why did you do it why did you stay up to like till two you could have gone to bed at 10 and watched tv and then woke up late you didn't have to do that right true i guess i was just so excited to have a final product ready and on deck so that when we when we premiere it's not just me blowing smoke out of my ass it's stuff actually getting done Man, that's awesome, man. I think people sleep on that. I think that's the lifeblood of of everything that's good, that's produced. Like, um, Drake, Drake said it good. I'm such a big Drake fan. Um, <laughs> he's. I feel like he's just the the story, the voice of the young come up man. As cheesy and mainstream as it is, I I can't get enough of it. But he uh, he said a line in one of his recent songs. He said he said people need some content. People need some content, man. What are people looking at all day with their social media addictions? They're looking at content. And I think that the majority of us, even myself, like being somebody that has a podcast and makes content, I get lost in the fact that I'm the consumer most of the time. Like, Mm. like I'm looking at the, I'm scrolling through my IG feed. I mean, I'm, I'm probably consuming in hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of content a day. And how many am I producing? Like maybe three a day, maybe two a day. And I'm consuming, th- uh, that's like a three to 1,000 ratio. Like that's absurd. When I sat down and thought about that, I was like, oh, I am producing so much less than I'm consuming. And that kind of struck me in a way that I was like, oh my gosh, I am just a consumer, not a producer. And I know the people who are the most successful and the people who seem the happiest seem to be the people whose content I'm looking at, <laughs> which is so funny. Meaning I'm only looking at producers yet. I am a consumer and I like, I think my subconscious like thinks I'm the same as them. And it's like, okay with looking at them without producing anything myself. And I'm finally within the last few years starting to wake up and 
start to produce myself. Um, and it, and it kind of seems like that's what you're going through right now is you're like, you know what, I've been consuming for a long time and now it looks like it's time for Danny to produce and put something out there. And, it, and I think you don't need to have a huge purpose with this podcast. You don't need to like go save the world with this podcast. I think it's amazing that you're doing something that you're putting effort towards something consistently and you're excited enough to stay up until two editing it. Lean into that brother, lean into that. But that's a, what a gift. So many people have the issue where they have a hard time because I know, man, I went through this bang in my head on the wall for so long, wondering where purpose was and when purpose was going to find me and where's pur- where's my purpose at? Like, why do I not have an exact direction and a definition? I want something to go achieve. Like, I don't know. It, it just felt so carnal and like human that I needed that thing. And I'm not saying I know a lot. Like, 29 I don't know very much but what I what I've observed from people who actually go and get what they want <clears throat> those those people just live a lot more on purpose life where they're inspired and moving in a direction without needing to be told where to go and in a lot of times that just takes f- fire fire aim ready have you ever heard that term fire aim ready i worked at a gun range man there okay so you you get it but what what does fire aim ready mean to you fire aim ready because because that's not fight that's out of order right yeah how should it be aim ready aim fire right so when we're doing that what is it what is it why is it a saying in the first place like why why is it backwards and what does that what does that mean i feel like this is my interpretation of it or you know so feel free to correct me if i'm wrong but how i see why you would do the last thing first is because you need to at least know where your end game is so you know so you can start the roadmap to it yeah yeah i mean i mean that's a that's a good way to put it It, i believe it's just starting for start sake so you will actually fucking start right so for, for momentum's sake get the snowball rolling down the hill so it'll just be rolling because you don't know where it's going at first. Don't expect to know where it's going. I think that's the great delusion is people expect this knowledge of exact purpose. I, I, I'm, I've been, I'm a, I'm a professional at the thing that I'm best at after 11 years of doing it every single day in, in, in what I love doing. And I, what is it I that you love still, doing? I, I love bodybuilding. I love being in the gym. I love nutrition. And now I'm transitioning into teaching that to, to other people. And doing that for 11 years, my first one, two, three, four, five, there wasn't like some crazy purpose. It was, it was something spurred by pain and I just did my best and I, and I was down to, to fuck it up for a long time. And I think a lot of us are afraid to fuck it up for a long time and therefore we don't start. So I think it's just beautiful that you're just starting because this will mold into something. You're going to get better at it. You're going to get better mics. You're going to get a a more in-charge voice. You're going to get a funnier bandana. Shit is going to evolve. (laughs) You're going to become a new Danny K the further you get into this and it's going to turn into something i bet if you can keep up and continue to be okay with the ambiguity of not knowing what it's going to turn into but you can still stay consistent i don't know about you man it sounds like you read a decent amount of books the books that i read where the people win 
are the people who keep doing that stuff even though they don't know exactly where it's going so you don't like you can have a rough end goal and and i think long-term goals are very important Mm -hmm. but i think starting is more important and i think staying consistent is more important and then once you get those down i think that long-term goal is a great idea well thank you and so honestly if i'm being very honest with myself consistency has always been one of my main problems mainly at the gym see i would go with like a weird spurt where i would like go fully hard and get and be and you know look amazing and i'm just like wow i'm on top of the world and then i just stop and then um you know i know that you honestly you're one of the most individual you're one of the most motivated individuals i know thank you hands down but um and so that being said to someone who needs a little kick in the butt about motivation what do you've got to say to them? Oh man, <laughs> don't talk and, about it. Talk hey, about don't it. Don't be afraid to talk about a suitcase to unpack, man. Goodness don't gracious. be afraid to unpack it, though. You know, say well, what you need to say. You know, as a guy, as a guy who trains, I have about ten active clients right now. Most of them skinny guys that I'm helping them get big because that's my personal story. It was 155 pound guy, six foot one, just skinny arms and legs skinny as a rail but always got that nice pudge tummy going on at the same time you know that (laughs) that nice healthy skinny fat that's right and i hated that so took 11 years lifted five to seven days a week ate in a caloric surplus and prep meals for 11 years and now i couldn't be more happy to wake up and look at myself in the mirror and just be so happy with what i accomplished good for you thank you for doing that by the way thank you it's I, i think uh it's a great respect that you can pay to yourself to to be disciplined to give yourself the the body you always wanted and and I actually started because I was in a lot of pain hmm. um and I was I was I don't like to use the word bullied I think it's a little overused and I and I wasn't like beat up and put in lockers I I just had a few situations where I was not in control held down against my will a few times oh wow um I did like playing ice hockey and I like playing nice. basketball and I would get pushed around in those by the other taller kids who were any bit more weight than me. I mean, honestly, I was tired of uh, women not finding me very attractive and I knew that, or knew that, I assumed and saw that I thought later in life that was also going to be a big deal. So I was like, okay, I'd like I'd like that as well. Um, and everywhere I asked around, the people acted like they... That you couldn't change that, like that you couldn't change your body composition, or you couldn't change your physique, or you couldn't change how you look. Like you, you just kind of were like that. Like I, I remember it was the funniest thing. I remember asking my dad, um, and I, and then I remember asking the same question to my basketball coach and saying, "Can can I get bigger? Can I get in? Because I was, I was going to the weight room a couple times a week, like they made you do for the basketball team, mm-hmm. and uh, they told me I could. They told me I couldn't get bigger." They told me that that, that there, you have a genetic, there's a genetic limit to which you can't, which there's some truth to that now that I know what I know about nutrition and fitness, but you could change a hell of a lot. <laughs> I mean, you can do a absolute overhaul on your physique um, if you can be consistent, like like you're saying, being consistent, biggest deal. Um, but I did that because I had enough paint and I had enough future sight to see in 10 years in 15 years and i think i'm actually cutting the story a little too early as i asked my dad and the basketball coaches because i'm like i want to get bigger can i grow i see these guys with crazy looking big beach physiques and big jack guys with big arms and crazy abs i have no abs 
I have no chest. My, I've literally collarbone to, to sternum bone. Like it, it, you couldn't feel anything on me. And I, I don't know. I, I was, I was, in, I was a little bit embarrassed. I knew something coming up in the future. I would be very happy to have something like that and, and live my life and looking like something like a superhero. And so I got on YouTube, which had just been started and whatever, what this was 20, 2010, 2011. Damn. And uh, there were those first YouTube fitness influencers, the Christian Guzmans and That's the right. J.R. Barthels and the Nick Wrights and the Matt Oguses. <clears throat> when did Bro Science come about? Yeah, oh, it was a similar time. Yeah, okay. Dom Mazzetti was in there. I mean, he wasn't educational. He was funny as hell, man. But uh, Full sumo e butt. <laughs> <laughs> Reps for Jesus. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that, man. Um, but, but it was when all the YouTube fitness channels just started coming on. So seeing those guys, I start watching their videos and they're saying, you can change your physique and they're skinny guys like me and they're changing their physique. They're a few years ahead of me. They've been doing it for four, five, six, seven years and they're getting big. They're getting like, I want to look and and they're doing it naturally. I was like, I'm in. So I was like, F you, F you dad, F you basketball coach if you anyone that says i can't get skinny because when i told people at 155 pounds (laughs) that i'm gonna go that i'm gonna go be a bodybuilder i you couldn't imagine the amount of whey protein jokes that i got for the next couple years from that group of friends man oh my god are you on your way to the gym are you on your way over bud oh man i just got you should tell them to keep their day jobs (laughs) hey man hey it's so funny and now 11 years later I'm setting up diet plans for all of them and their families. It's kind of crazy how, how that how works. How much do you weigh? Um, I weigh 210 pounds right now. Damn. Yeah. So it went from 155 all the way up to 235 at one point. So That's all muscle, folks. That's about, all muscle. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really uh, not. It's percentage really not. of body fat. It's literally zero. <laughs> he, he stays away from paper because one cut and he's gone. Hey. Your story kind of reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where, you, where with the anchor arms. Yeah. Now I'm a jerk and everyone loves me. So order now, wimp. It's, it's so funny that you would say that, man. I, I remember thinking those thoughts because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start thinking of myself as a big guy because I want to be a big guy. And I'm like, why do I want to be a big guy? Like, what's the what are my benefits to becoming a big guy? And I'm like, you know what? Big I think big guys are dicks. Like, big guys seem intimidating and mean, right? So I was like, you know what? What if I could become a big guy and not be a dick? Like, what if I could become a big guy but be really nice to people and, like, help a bunch of people? Like, what? Not, like, and I don't even mean, like, gentle giant because I think that sounds kind of (laughs) bitchy. Like, I want to be a bad motherfucker. (laughs) Danny, I want to be both, bro. I want to be a bad motherfucker. I want to be big as shit. I want to be fucking jacked and lean. I want to be, and that makes me feel in charge. It makes me feel attractive. It makes me feel like I can do what the fuck I want to do because I decided I could do it. And I, this, this temple that I built that is like myself Mm -hmm. is now healthier because of it, more powerful in whatever situation I need to have, God forbid, Mm -hmm. Um, which I, I would never look forward to. I would really don't want anything like that to happen. I don't look out for con. I don't try to be in any kind of conflict oh, whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, but I would take care of it if that were to, to happen in any instance. And I would feel confident doing so because I I did the homework, you know? You're, you're as confident as your preparation. And when your preparation's your uh, 
confidence of packing on lean tissue over years and years and years, the confidence, like the crazy confidence actually comes from the, uh, the, (laughs) the fact that you prove to yourself that you showed up for you every day. It's insane. I thought it was going to be the abs. I thought it was going to be the chest. I I thought it was going to be the chicks. I mean, those things happen, but me being able to show me that I could do it was the most empowering thing I ever did. And and now I get confidence in the other parts of my life because I, I cracked the code. I, I, I really think I cracked the code. And I think I'll, that's what people who consider themselves successful do. And I don't mean to sound like a dick about this. I just would like to share it. Not at all. Like, Not at all. I think the code is proving to yourself that you can do what you want to do. And that self-mastery is everything because then you can do whatever you want. Then you can point. Then you're the captain. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. Look at Danny. Look at me. When you're in charge of yourself, you're the captain. I mean, you. what, what three books did you say you just read? Obstacle is the way. Um, uh, ego is the enemy. Yeah, you read the three. You read the three stoic Ryan Holiday books, Correct. and 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 what's kind of the main the main idea of stoicism is having mastery over self. Correct. And and pragmatically choosing the decisions that are consciously correct. Right. It's it's not even about you know not having any emotion, being all male and stuff. It's just. This is how I see it. It's also the knowledge of even though bad stuff happens, you'll get through it. Or at least people with the stoic mindset, you know, they have the mindset that they will get through it. Mm -hmm. Even this podcast, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be doing. It's just that um, things are cyclical and you can't win all the time. And And that's okay. That doesn't make you any less of a person if you can't win all the time. Totally, totally. Yeah, I think a lot of us need to hear that, like... We need to be reminded from time to time. Some of us don't always have that like support right next to us, and it. I, I think it, it's okay to to do whatever you want, and you're enough. You're you're enough. Just the fact that you're here, you're you're enough. Like it, my spiritual beliefs, anyways. I, I think you're. In, I think we're all enough. I think it's enough just to be here, and that's beautiful and wonderful. And I, I think all people are exactly the same, a, a million percent. I think we all are made of the. Not to get too deep, but I think we're all made of the same thing. I think we all come from the same place. I, I don't view you and me as any different. I think we're all part part of the same whole, you know? That's right. So we're all part of the same alien science experiment that got a C plus. <laughs> totally. And I'm down, man. I'm in for I'm here for the experiment. Like d- do your worst, you know? But going to the 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 personal confidence and being enough thing, like I didn't feel like I was enough. That's why I did what I did. Like I, it was enough pain to get me to go there. And I, and my job now when I personal train people is I try to dig into that motivation. Like if I if I'm trying to tell a viewer right now, if I, if you're if you're like, I'm not motivated. You're motivated by something. Everyone's motivated by something. Like it, everyone has something going on in their life that they do and don't like. I'm not saying you have to have as much pain as something that's going to spur you to meal prep and go to the gym every single day. I think that's unrealistic. I I, I think I coincidentally happen to have enough pain I don't, I don't expect anybody to do the the go to the ridiculous ends that i went to 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 achieve a, a physique that i like i'm telling you it's pretty awesome if you go do it you're gonna have a damn good time and it's a really fun way to live life but i don't expect anybody to do it and i don't i don't think less of them because they, d- they didn't do that i just that's just their choice they can do the things they do i'm not i'm really 
not good at a bunch of other things because I took all my time figuring out nutrition and figuring out how to go to the gym and figuring out how to get a mind-muscle connection and figuring out how to get motivation. And I figured out those things. So there's all the other shit that I don't know dick about. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that for you, Brooks. I wish I could... I wish I could enunciate that better, but there's just only limited ways I could say that. But honestly, good for you for finding that because there are a couple of times that, that I have gone to the gym that I actually did have that mind-muscle connection and just most of the time it's not there. Like, my main focus is just getting through the workout because, you know, the gym is not my happy place. But honestly, I just learned something from you about how, you know, just taking, th- just taking small bites, you know, 24 hours at a time because... You know, 15 years, people think, yeah, no, sorry, not happening. I don't know, but it also kind of reminded me of, like, an anime hero as, you know, he's, it's just like you see him at year one and it's like he's getting his butt whooped and then by year 15, like you said, he's already, like, you know, somewhat short of being a master. And (laughs) you see that transformation of that character just growing and, you know, seeing all the trials and tribulations that turned him into the character that he is currently at this point in space and time. Yeah, I I think I think that's such a great way to put it. I don't think enough of us think about ourselves as the main character, and I think we do ourselves a disservice by not doing so. Like, what a fun gamified way to think about life. Put the rim like I, I either think about it as a cool car or think about it as as like what what's your your customizable vehicle? I mean, you can think about it as the superhero, think about it as the cool car, but like make your coolest version of what you think is the coolest way to live life like why not just go live out the highest ideal of what you think the best life that could be lived is i don't know if i think that way just because i just parrot all this information that i read from other people's but i think jordan peterson says that live live the bet the highest ideal of what you can possibly think like i had asked you this this question earlier i was like <clears throat> i was like danny what do you doing with your life right now and when i when i think about that question i always think about how do i organize my life my health my wealth and my relationships which are pretty much if you want to categorize life in three parts how do though how do i organize those three parts to lead towards my greatest ideal whatever that whatever i think the most righteous way to live my life where i am right now is and going and doing that because like Jordan Peterson says, these are not my original ideas. I'm just listening to what everybody else says. But the if if I mean, just imagine, just common sense. Like, think about this. If you were to assume, if everyone, like, let's just say half of the people in the world did what they thought was most righteous, like they followed their conscience. The guy that's like, this is the right decision. This is wrong. If they only followed the right decisions. It's like 50 percent of people did. Oh, of course. Imagine what kind of incredible garden of eden world we would live in if people lived out their lives to the best of what they thought their potential was nobody's right there's no right answers i'm just saying if you did what you thought was best all the time which i don't no chance i even do that but i the more i do the better i do and it's pretty equal you know i'm sure you feel some kind of similar about that oh absolutely i'm just trying to think the only person that i know wouldn't that wouldn't apply to is a suicide bomber because they've only really got one shot. But, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, it's, you know, what they see is right is um, not exactly what everybody else thinks is right. I don't know. That's just what I was, that's just what I'm thinking. Talking about the exception and not, not, not the rule. 
Yeah, absolutely. Not saying <laughs> that anybody should go do that. I'm just saying there are always those people. Yeah, no, no, I feel you for sure. How are we doing on uh, time? I think this is a good stopping point. Okay. And then we can uh, move on to the podcast afterwards. So um, in that case, uh, we're going to take a quick bathroom break. And afterwards, we will be diving deeper into the modern day Viking. (laughs) So uh, stay tuned. Awesome. And we are back with the modern day Viking. I don't know if you can actually see his. Uh, if you're not, if you're just listening to this, this man has the top knot of Ragnar Lothbrok, and the beard of Odin. Of Odin, I forgot his last name. He has one, but <laughs> I, any- th- I think it's Jones. Odin Jones. <laughs> you're wrong. It's Smith. That's Odin Smith. Speaking of all the Viking stuff, he is also Scandinavian origin, or at least that's what you told me, correct? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Got Scandinavian, Welsh, Irish, and German, man. I'm just the paste of the paste on the paste. My dad's a redheaded Jew from New York, so I I also tan horribly. So you're saying you're naturally funny, then? (laughs) Funny looking, I'd say. (laughs) So now we've come into a very fun part of the Big DK Energy podcast, the question round. So uh, are you ready, Mr. Jenkins? Yeah, man. So I've so this morning, I have created 10 questions specifically for you based on what I know about you. And um, folks, you're going to get some laughs out of this and you're going to love him. So in that case, let's start with the question round. All right. So first question, Mr. Jenkins. You're creating an NHL all-star team to save Earth from hockey-playing aliens. (laughs) Pick your starting six that you are confident will save the Earth. Oh, man. Well, see, this is just going to be a testament to how much of a homer I am. And can I pick them from any time period? Or they have to be playing in their prime right now? Not saying you need Wayne Gretzky on your team, but I'm saying if you you had him on your team, you know, that's definitely a doable option. So pull from anybody. Okay. Anytime. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Goaltender is. Uh, oh, whoops. Yeah, Patrick Waugh. This uh, this guy here. Did I unplug anything? Nope. You're good. <laughs> um, is uh, my boy Patrick Waugh. Um, obviously in net. I'm gonna have uh, Joe Sackick at the point. I'm gonna have Nathan McKinnon on a wing. Um, I'm gonna have Ray Bork. Nice. On defense, and then on the uh, other side of defense, we're going to stick in young Kale McCarr. Nice. Um, and then... Uh, you only said two forwards and a goalie and two defensemen, so who's your last? Yeah, we. Need, I'm going to... I need to put in one more forward, and, and I'm... And I'm I'm going to have to go with Peter Peter Forsberg, Peter the Great. Oh, how can you know? I'm going to have to throw him in there. Especially, I think that would be the line of, of dreams. Especially if he was... Just imagine like that part of the movie where he like does the Forsberg and then wins it all. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome, man. That is right. Earth is saved. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's Swedish, but anyway. He is, yes. Swede. Uh, Nice. (laughs) Swede. So number two, if you could meal prep anything, anything, assume everything is healthy, including pizza and ice cream, what would you do? Donuts. Donuts? No question. I knew knew where you were going. I knew it from the answer was in my brain last night when I was eating donuts. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't. I have a problem. I mean, and I do. I I do meal prep. I I do. I eat five to six meal prepped meals that I prep four to five days ahead of time every day. That's all your story is. I'm not surprised. Yeah, man. And and the reason it is that is it's 
you know, I don't want to go back into it too hard, but it's just the consistency, man. People think it's like something sexy. There's nothing sexy about making food and then making food and then making food. <laughs> but I want to eat donuts, bro. If I could eat any meal prep meal all the time and it was good for me, I would just have different kinds of donuts all of the course. time. Like I'd smoking donuts in Orlando. Shout out smoking donuts. You will sponsor me eventually. <laughs> but I I eat their donuts all the time, so that would probably be my number one. If you're ever by UCF, um, Valkyrie Donuts is really great. Yeah, I ha- I actually haven't had it, so I hear good things. They're, it's dank. <laughs> it's danker than uh, what's inside Wiz Khalifa's pot jar. <laughs> so, number three. Tell us, walk us through an ideal day in the life of Brooks Jenkins. Oh, man. Well, literally up to the nth degree. What's the weather like? Where are you? Am I, like, telling you the best day of my life leisure-wise, or am I telling you, like, an optimal, like, work day? Like, what am I... Because it's are super different days. You know what? Screw it. Let's do both. You're starting with your leisure day. What does an ideal leisure day look like for Brooks Jenkins? You know, my favorite thing right now is traveling with my my, uh, close group of friends, and we all work remote, and most of us do some kind of real estate or work some kind of... um, just mobile entrepreneur job and those have been my favorite things going to medellin colombia going to dallas texas austin texas um going to mexico the these different trips with um friends that i believe to be like very high level individuals who make me a better person while i feel i can bring value to them give me those trips i'll do that shit all day long so what happens on like the best of those days of while you're on vacation so let's just say you're in your dream destination with the with your friends where are you yeah we're um we're i mean last time we were in tulum mexico and we woke up and went to this wildlife uh it was like a monkey preserve or reserve Mm -hmm. a monkey preserve might be a jelly made out of monkeys (laughs) (laughs) but there there is a place where they kept monkeys safe and they had a four-wheeling experience to a cave diving in water in caves and it was like completely dark it was the scariest shit i've ever done splunking yeah but not with scuba tanks just with snorkeling just with snorkeling stuff yeah screw that so we were like diving under the stalactites and stalagmites and going up underneath underwater holes it was the scariest shit i've done in my life and it's like pitch black in there it's but it was i have to tell you i don't know why i i know i told you i don't like scary shit or like fucked up stuff but that was so fun i don't know why i just loved that it scared the shit out of me but four-wheeling diving in the cenotes and then come back and go to a fun-ass beach bar with a a bunch of beautiful human beings just like dancing and vibing and just being positive and nice to each other and eating fat-ass steaks i love that like just let me just have let me just you know squeeze the fun squeezes out of life when i can you know because when it's i know i have a better time in life when i can have my leisure is super leisure and then my work is super work because if i don't squeeze my leisure and actually let go whatever that means for you but Mm -hmm. i know what let go means for me if i can actually let go and stop the refrigerator hum of anxiety of what the fuck i need to do for work tomorrow if i can be self-disciplined enough to like do enough work to make myself proud enough to like have reasonable expectations to take a break at some point Mm -hmm. if i can excuse me if i can really let let go 
that's the best. And if it's with people I love, that's the best. And then if that you combo that on top of some exotic ass destination, I'm just a lucky spoiled fuck, man. I'm just I'm just happy to be here. So what does your ideal work day look like then? Ideal work day would be um it, it's it, I usually have it scheduled out on a whiteboard and I kind of just go by time slot and the be- the best of my best days are when I complete all of these and I do not complete all of these every day. I I just don't. I'm I don't know. I'm just not I'm not perfectly professional at it yet. You're a human. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't. I don't like to admit it a lot, to be honest with you. But I, I am a human being, a hundred percent. And well, I would hope you were. Yeah, I have troubles. Like I, I train these fitness clients, and they have troubles finding motivation to to do what they want to do. And the thing I want to do now is is build my business as big as possible. And I, I feel like I'm in year one, two, three, four of of building the business like i was in one two three four year of building my body like you couldn't see any progress <laughs> only i could tell there was progress but i was like it's coming but i didn't want to talk about it because you couldn't see any progress so i'm like i feel in that weird like pubescent stage of business where i'm like still in the awkward parts of it so I, i'm i'm doing my best to cope with these awkward parts and and i'm tangenting so far off of your original question this is this is all this is all making sense because i'm you know this is your ideal work day so yeah so clients getting things done on a whiteboard yeah so what i do is i put my schedule out on a whiteboard and and i do i i flip houses per do acquisition so i i purchase houses for a friend of mine who has a a real estate company and i do the buying of those houses so i do that for um a good point the majority of my day is making calls talking to people getting houses under contract and that's my main source of income so in between that i'm having my five to six meals a day portion two to three hours apart equally um and then in the middle of that day i'll get a workout in and then when i'm done with that day I'll start either video editing my fitness content so I can put out more content to help others, or I'll start mm-hmm. um, writing the program that I'm writing a program how to teach um, young men and skinny men, <laughs> skinny lanky. men in specific, how to get big. Lanky, huh? Lanky, lanky for sure. Lanky, skinny, scrawny. The whole shebang. Bones, bang. Gumby, whatever, man. Whatever you. I used to get called when I was a skinny dude, man. It's. Damn, I just get I just get it. I want to I want you know man, I'm so happy I went through it. I'm so happy I went through it. I get to give that to other guys who have problems with it now and I can help them unlock the box. It took me 11 years to unlock. I'll help them unlock it in one and be happy and then they can be happy while they go fight their fight for this time and it can be a lot easier now. So I, I'm happy I went through it. It made you a stronger person and it made you a better Brooks. And it gave me some shit to do, man. People, I think people who are the most sad don't have shit to do. They're like, they're like running through the dopamine rail. They're like run through Instagram, run through TikTok, play some video games, maybe go to a friend's house, maybe get some drinks after work. And I think a lot of people live in that cycle forever. And they're like, well, I don't really have to do anything else. Like totally, you you don't have to do dick. But if you don't, I bet you have anxiety. I bet you don't feel that great at night. I bet it's hard for you to sleep. I bet you don't feel super confident. I bet you aren't excited about tomorrow. Those are things that I want. So I, from what I've read and what I've heard and what I've observed to get those things, you just, you just need, you need to be proactive. You need to be ahead of your life. And there's kind of that difference between I hit my nine to five, I get off, I go out with drinks with friends and you just kind of let life run you, you know, that feeling. Yeah. And you also, I'm sure now know that feeling of 
the other way when you live life proactively and you wake up on a time you decided and you get you beat the gym before you go to work and then after work you have something set up and you commit to something that you follow through with that's the only way you become the guy who's like the content creator instead of the content consumer but it does come with a lot more stress it does come with a lot more work so like everything comes with something it's just like all about what you want i i just believe from what i've observed the happier people who have a more fun time while they're here seem to be the people who can get control of themselves, puts, take some discipline, point it in a direction, be okay with fucking it up for a, a good period of time, and then becoming the master of themselves. They seem to be the, the happiest, grounded, most wealthy individuals all wrapped into one. So I, I'm just taking my best shot at what that looks like, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Man, you have some really solid answers. I like this. I was making shit up, man. I'm just nah. You can. I just read a bunch of stuff other people read. I don't. I take no credit for any any of any of this. Question number four: If you were to throw down the gloves with someone from any point in NHL history, who would you fight? I would fight Todd Bertuzzi. Oh, and also he was a Red Wing. That's right, he was a Red Wing, so that doesn't really help with you being an Avalanche fan. Yeah, I don't like him on many levels. I mean, it, for those of you who don't know hockey or know who Todd Bertuzzi is, there was a there was a Colorado Avalanche player who was this jersey, my favorite team. I'm from Colorado. Um, but when I was younger, we had one of our players get a stick, literally axe chopped at his back, and uh, sent him into to paralysis and couldn't play hockey again I, I believe if I remember the story correctly um, and then that player who was <laughs> Todd Bertuzzi continued to be able to play in the NHL after a savage career ending hit like that so I, I don't know There's the, if I was going to fight somebody I'd fight him because I have the little anger pent up from that thing because you get to watch your boy get taken out of the game it's a pretty insane yeah. situation wow so. that's Horrible. And then he goes and plays for our rivals, the Red Wings, too. So it like, yeah, like uh, it, it just adds yeah. salt to the wound. I mean, I, you know what, too, though, like trying to be a human being and being older and thinking about it, like I can't imagine what it must be like to be in his head to be a guy who sent somebody else into a wheelchair. Like, could you imagine, like being the having that kind of guilt on your shoulders? Like, how to learn how to deal with that? Like, the, I mean, you know. I'm not saying he obviously he's wrong and I'm picking to fight him <laughs> but but I'm saying like that must be fucking crazy too like Absolutely. to be that guy wow for real I mean damn I didn't know that I didn't know that part well anyway so moving on to question number five um, you describe yourself as a modern day Viking who's your favorite Norse god and why Hmm. Well, I do. I do. I, I like the name Modern Day Viking. That's the name I put for my podcast and my company that I create content under. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert in Norse mythology. Um, do you remember that game Age of Empires? Freaking course, yeah. Do you remember Age of Mythology? That yes. was like a spinoff? Oh my god, I, that was one of my favorite games. Great my, game, right? My dad still plays it to this day. Get out. Age of Mythology still. I love that. Yeah. That was I still remember the sounds of the characters. Like, Anyways. Prasagma? Yeah. <laughs> the villagers, man. Oh my god, stop. The So, playing that game, you got to, like, 
you got to see all like the Norse gods and you got to play with the Norse mm-hmm. and and then I get to see like superhero stuff and you get to see like the Loki stuff mm-hmm. come out and he's super popular. I'm not a huge fan to be honest, but uh, Thor stuff come out and you get to see the hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and then the show Vikings of course comes out that and that's show. about the time that I hit a no shave November. And I was like, oh, shit, this thing's pretty full. Like, the first time I ever let it grow out from a little goatee, and and, and I let it come out to be, a <laughs> like, a beard beard, mm-hmm. um, it just grew so fast and so full. And I'm watching Vikings at the same time, and I'm like, oh, shit, I think I can pull some of these haircuts off. Like, I'm going to try this. And that was six, six years ago, five years ago now. And uh, kept the haircut, shaved the sides, let the hair grow, grow long and come out the back and just straight up be looking like a, a Viking, like... It's so funny, Danny. It goes it it goes with the the thing I was saying earlier. It's like I I I want to be like a bad motherfucker, but at the same time, like I I want to be a nice. I want to be the kind guy. Like I would like to give back. I would like to be like respected, mm-hmm. but at the same time n- not feared. Like yeah. I, I don't I wouldn't I never that would that's like a fear of mine is to be feared. Like I don't want that. Correct. I don't want that at all. I just would like to be have some kind of, I don't know. You you know you asked me a question that what was my favorite Norse god and that's where I fucking go with stuff, man. It's so you're, ridiculous. You're good. I, I I would I wouldn't I don't have I don't have a favorite Norse god. Okay. But I have a favorite Viking character and it's Ragnar Lothbrok. Okay. And that's who I did my character in Beard after and Bjorn his son after. Mm-hmm. Love that stuff. Bjorn, Bjorn Ironside. Bjorn Ironside and and I bought Bjorn Ironside and. Ragnar Lothbrook's uh, full head tattoos from the last seasons that really? they were both in, and uh, I have the, I have like the Etsy temporary tattoo versions though. So I'm gonna shave my head and do the full head tattoos for a music festival at some point. Oh we'll take God, some, we'll so take cool. some weird pictures for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know what? I like that. I like that. Answer. <laughs> it wasn't where I was going with that, but you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Because I love that show, and honestly, <laughs> uh, Lagertha could get it. Catherine Winnick. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Good thing to know I'm not the only one that uh, <laughs> needs that, uh, that when, thinks that. When Lagatha and, and Ragnar split up, that was the that was the start of the end of Vikings, man. Yeah, especially with Aslog. Yeah. Aslog, man. She sucks. Hey, there's a reason why ass is in her name. <laughs> so she's not close to as good looking as Lagatha. Like they tried to make her look I don't know, man. Just she, my personal she, preference, Lagatha kinda weird. The best. Yeah, Lagatha was winning. And her vibe, man. She just yeah. so in charge and just on point. More of a bad bitch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and she wasn't like a forced bad bitch either. She just was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was on purpose. Like you could tell she was on purpose. Like she lived her life for a purpose and that makes other people around you feel more comfortable because you have direction. So like Correct. that shit's attractive. In Viking society, um women did have a lot more freedoms. Than, yeah. Than, oh, way more than, than their European counterparts. Yeah. A, a ton more. Yeah. Number 6. You have the privilege of working out with any two bodybuilders from any point in history and you go and you hit your favorite muscle group with them uh who are they and what muscle groups are you hitting did you say two or three two two man that's tough okay so oh my god char just got signed to the islanders get out of town wow nice yeah sorry about that but go ahead no no you're good biggest uh tallest player in the nhl hardest shot in the nhl 
That's a huge man. Was he like 6'11", 6'10"? I think he's 6'9", but I think he's a full 7 foot on skates. Played most of his career in Boston. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway. If, I, if I had to fight anybody, it'd be, it would be Brad Marchand. But anyway. <laughs> Yo, Brad Marchand is a little shithead, man. I got to say, he's really good at hockey. As much oh. as I hate to admit it, he's a wizard. But he's, yeah. a, he's a little shithead for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you'd love him if he's on your team. But if you're not, you're like, fuck this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Especially <laughs> if you're a Lightning fan, which I'm a Panthers fan, so it's mad. But um, yeah, you're two. You know, you get to work out with yeah. two, any two bodybuilders. Yep. Um, one is uh, Joe. I believe his real name is Joe Linder, but his he goes by Joe Aesthetics <laughs> online. Do you know who he is? Are you aware no. of the uh, bodybuilder no. online? Okay. So he's not a like a professional bodybuilder that competes, but he just he's a guy like me. So builds his physique to look the best it can, and the, like does Instagram stuff. So nice. he um, he has this thing called alien gains, is what he calls it, where you can like stretch out your arms and it like ripples your chest, like you can like ripple your muscles at like an alarm at like a crazy rate that other people aren't able to. Wow. It's just like a it's just some kind of genetic tick or deformer whatever it is just some genetic outlier of a of a gene that he has that he's able to do this stuff so he became very popular um but i'd like my physique to look very similar to what his looks like so i'd like to work out with him i have so many questions for him and then the other um i would have to say the other would be uh christian guzman okay and not because of his physique because i think um is badass i'm just kidding alpha lead is badass i wear i'm trying to think what am i wearing there's right now i'm always wearing something i've actually been to the alpha lead gym in houston you been? Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah, it was pretty nice. That's so cool. I would want. I would love to go. Did you get to meet him? I did not, unfortunately. But here, I'll pull up the photo. But anyway, you were saying. Um, you have Alpha Lead underwear on right now. <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah, I buy. I love his. I love his stuff, man. He makes the best quality merchandise in, in fitness right now is made by Alpha Lead. There, he's incredible, and he keeps the prices reasonable. That it doesn't kill you to buy his stuff, and it holds up the best. That's totally cool, man. I would love. I'd love to go. I want to go to the new Alpha Land that he's building. It looks like a paradise. Alpha Land sounds like a, an amusement park for bodybuilders. <laughs> Alpha Land. You must, it sounds so dumb if you don't know what it is. Yeah. You're like that's where all the alphas hang. Oh, no, <laughs> I would never want to go there. <laughs> that sounds like hell. Now that you mention it, yeah, I can just imagine like you must be this wide to ride the ride. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's so funny because like if you knew the founder and you knew his like vision for the place and like how much he cares about like human hearts and making sure everybody is the best. They like he's building his mom a restaurant so she can run a restaurant inside of that place. Like he like is like the most morally perfect human being who also works hard and who has also gotten himself to be a, a competing bodybuilder at the same time. Like. It's just, that's just the most, it's what I consider like the most badass version of a person. Like you do, you give everything and you do everything anyways. Like any day, any dates, uh, bad bunny (laughs) or not bad, not bad bunny, buff bunny. Buff. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Everything is reciprocated. And, um, so, so just as a cheeky side question, when you're working out with these two individuals, what, what, um, muscle groups are. What muscle group are you working out? Oh, chest and arms. Shit. Beach muscles, the fun ones. I would, I'm, I'll do chest and arms because I like those the best and do them with, with, uh, yeah, with both of them. I just like those the best. If I'm going to get them, get those workouts in with those guys, we're just going to do the fun shit because I want to talk. I don't want to be intense the whole time. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, to, to be straight with you, I don't get, I don't go, like, I'll be intense with my lift, but I'm more about finding the muscle, feeling it, having like 
time under tension and in really making sure that I'm making contact with the muscle all the way through the movement. I'm not putting 900 pounds on my back and scream while I squat to the ground. That's fucking not me whatsoever. Like you won't catch me doing that. There, there's a, I don't know. Anyways. Number seven, I really want you to think about this. Mm -hmm. What is one of the most important lessons you have learned to date? Man, just period in life. Just in life. Something that's important to you. I'm trying to think of one that I've learned as of late. Hmm. I I think this might be kind of broad, but it, it's occurred to me recently, like within the last few months of a couple books that I've been reading, um, that we can really truly pick the frame that we're coming from on anything. And, and I know that's like the most broad thing. Ever. Not just a body frame, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. I need to be so specific. <laughs> I'm talking about a frame of mind, like the lens at which you view the world through, your perspective, your point of view, like how you see the world. Because Danny went through all the experiences Danny went through that we have no clue what those were like, right? You have your Danny view on things. You have your you went through this and that and you saw these things when you were a kid and you grew up and went to this school and you grew up in this area so you're culturally have these agreements set in your mind and you had the two parents you had so you became that person that those two parents made like lots of stuff went into you that makes you a lot different than me so like just like people say like you know you see a different color blue than i see a different color blue like you might you and i might call blue a different color you know that kind of trippy mm -hmm. ass yeah. rabbit hole well Recently, I've just started to really understand, and I know I've heard it before, but you pick how you view the world. And I really didn't, I, I'm really getting more of a grasp of this every year, but it's just amazing to me that, that I really have all the choice in how I'm viewing what's in front of me. And like the depth of that is unlimited. And that's the crazy part is like, it, I, I want to pull up an example so it like means something, but your your life can be anything you want it to. I mean if you live in the United States and you're free I mean I know there's other free places but I'm just saying like if I'm talking to people in the US because I'm a people in the US so I, I can talk about that <laughs> you can do whatever you want you can do anything and I think our creativity is super super limited because and I'm guilty of it too I sit on my phone or I sit into a, a book like especially like the algorithms on YouTube and the algorithms on our phone and shit. Like it's not the algorithm's fault that it's digging you into a hole of three things that you like, but it is going to help you along the way and it's going to dig you into that stuff. So if you're not on purpose trying to create something for yourself, that's unique, that's you like, man, this is the most fucking meta shit you, <laughs> We are, like, I don't think we're unique. I think we're just the regurgitated thoughts of the people we read books about, the parents we had, the people who came before us who wrote the language. Like, we're just kind of parroting our best version of this. And, and I think that's what evolution is. I think we just do our best, and then the next generation does their best, and then they just keep that going as long as we can. <laughs> I don't think it's too much more complicated than that. Um, but we but we can do whatever the fuck we want, man. It's like, it's it. I say it so baffled because I'm, but I'm, because I'm so baffled, Danny. Like, I. 
we can do whatever we want and most of us choose to do the same thing every single day and not love it and we can do whatever we want i think it's paralyzing that we have so much freedom to do whatever we want and now we have the internet in our fucking pocket and we can google anything and learn how to do anything you could like let's say just be hypothetical and take an example like you had no, you had no further calendar from here for the next year or two you could get on skillshare or youtube or just google you to me. i use you to me you to me yeah you can get on you to me and you can learn whatever you want and you could just do that three hours a day in the morning for the next two years and you'll be at the top one percent of whatever the fuck you want to do and that could be you could literally pick anything and be that person you just got to be down with being shitty at it for a while and we we don't pass that point in many endeavors in our life we don't pass the being shitty padawan learner awkward pubescent stage in things because that's the really hard stage so like we don't we only become professional and maybe one thing in our life that we're put 10,000 hours in and got good at and maybe it's something we don't even like because it's like a fucking job that we don't like or something but but I just I'm just learning Danny that I have control of every single thing and I didn't even know it I didn't even know I had all the controls Hmm. I, I thought other people had the controls. I thought there was blame to be put on things. I thought there was a guide map or someone that was going to tell me what to do. And now I get to fucking decide everything. It, it's it, it's pretty fucking overwhelming. It sounds liberating, if anything. Yeah, 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 it is. It, it, it's both. It's like it's, like it's both. It, it's liberating because, holy shit, nothing is tying me down. And then it kind of floods in of what the fuck do I do? Cause I can do anything. So I think the, the best, the people, the best practice seems to be after that is to just pick something. And like we said earlier, push the snowball down the hill and get the momentum rolling, be shitty at it, beat that spot. And then even if it's something you don't like, at least you got good at something. So now you can pivot and you actually have a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% better idea of what, where you want to go next because you don't get a better idea of where you want to go next by not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? That's what I learned the most, the most, the most recently is that we can do whatever the fuck we want. And it's just the doing of it that usually ends up being the issue. Like I'm a dude that likes to meditate. I'm a dude that, oh, that likes that. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you know what it's like the, I like to be spiritual and woo woo and law of attraction. I love all that shit. But for a long time, I loved that shit and didn't do the work on top of it. So I'm happier. I do better. I make more money when I do the work and I do the spiritual shit. I actually have a mentor. Ironically, Nate, another Jewish guy named Danny with Asperger's. Am I going to a clone podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he's kind of a mentor um, for me. And he described to me the law of attraction in like one of the best ways possible. He said... You want a pe- you're, you know, what you want is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but you're in bed. So what do you do? You get out of bed, you go downstairs, take everything out of the fridge, assemble it, eat it. Congratulations. You had now attracted you have now attracted your goal of eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And I thought that's the best way anyone has ever put anything. Yeah, yeah. Manifestation is push ups. <laughs> 
for real. I mean, put in the work. And, I mean, uh, I mean, think about it too, because your thought, like, there's nuance, you know, just like everything we talked about earlier. There's fucking nuance. Like, nothing is, but like, stuff isn't really black and white. Like, stuff is nuanced. Stuff is pretty gray. Like, it's it's definitely both. I like where I like where your friends coming from on that. You <laughs> got to put in the work to attract the stuff. Correct. And I, I honestly, bravo, Danny. Good job. <laughs> And so you kind of described number eight, but this isn't one that you've already had. This is one in the future that you will have. Tell me your ideal vacation. So one that you have not done yet, but if you could just smith it out of nothing, like you leave tomorrow mm-hmm. on the plane. What are you, where are you going? What are you doing? I'm going to Mykonos in Greece, and I'm going to those cool-ass pools that are in those hotel huts that are looking you know what i'm talking about they're blue and white and they That's look right. over the water mm-hmm. i'm taking girl my dreams there and i'm time the time is extremely important the it, i'm going to be traveling to mykonos with this girl of my dreams and i'm going to be doing so after i've accomplished something that i'm extremely proud of and what would and, that accomplishment be you know you think you know that accomplishment will be um, producing a producing a product that I'm very proud of. Uh, it'll be se- uh, selling a, a certain number, helping a certain amount of people, pro- probably something like that. Pro- producing a certain amount of income, but but it's the the idea is less of a number and more of a, a feeling of of understanding fulfillment for myself, like being really proud. Like I don't like to, I don't know about you, but I don't like to take a vacation for vacation's sake when it's time. I like to take a vacation when I feel like I deserve one. Cause if not, I know me and I don't know about you, Danny, but I'll be on the vacation and I'll be thinking about, I'll be laying in my beach chair thinking about the business that I should be doing right now. So if I'm not, I don't go on a vacation unless I feel that cool, that calm, that, I did it. I'm okay. Okay. Oh, well, I think the AC just turned off, but, you know, Greece does sound like a great time. You see all the photos, <laughs> and you see, like, the, the water, the, the painted houses, and, and, yeah, I can see why you would... Oh, man, I like giving me a relaxing pool. I, I mean, it sounds stupid, but being the, bu- being the buff, being the buff dude makes me want to... Wait, makes me want to take off my shirt and show off what I've done. I'm like, I, I want to... I like spiritually want to get to the bottom of that and like take that out of my life or something, but I, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's a, the more experts I listen to who talk about the ego and the physique, it, it's so interesting to me just being somebody who's so involved in that. Cause I, I like to think, um, I wouldn't say egoless. I don't, I don't even want to be egoless, yeah. but I, I think about it a lot. And I and I don't want to be attached to things, and I don't want to like be attached to a body to need it for an ego for a gratification. But you know what? At the same time, we're fucking animals, <laughs> and we have a little bit of a hierarchy. As much as I like, I do think we're all equal. I don't think anybody's worth more than the other person as far as souls and personalities go. Um, but when it comes to society, there is a hierarchy, and oh, there 100%. are pe- there are people above other people and people below, and we all know what that feels like to be one or the other. And at the end of the day. Um, you play out your personal life situation and you play out your living in your head spiritual situation. So I like to play life on those two different terms. Mm -hmm. Um, And in my life game that I'm playing, it's more fun to win for me. So I'm going to... Oh, you're good. Oh, you just turned off. (laughs) I totally unplugged him. Um, But what I was going to say is that I'm going to win. 
Nice. It's just more fun. It just seems like the it seems like the better answer. Nice. You working? Yeah, I can hear good. Excellent. <laughs> Number nine. If you had box tickets for any Avalanche game, uh, who are the Avalanche playing that night? And list three people, anybody, that are in the box seats with you. Oh, man. Um, Avs are playing the Panthers. Totally. Because I got all my friends are Panther fans. Wait, now, so I got to, yeah. Oh. Um, so I got to play. And we never play you guys. So what we do once a year, maybe, or twice before Lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's shit. Oh, so, you're right. Yeah, we do like a home and home usually. And... Uh, but I would love that, and I'd love all my Florida Panther fans to be there with me in the Pepsi Center so we could watch a game together. I've done that before, too. I've gone to Denver and watched games with my a couple of my Florida Panther fans. Sorry, Danny. I wish you were there. <laughs> it's all right. No, you can come to this hypothetical box one, though. I appreciate it. Oh, I'd be one of the three people invited? Fucking A, man. Come on. All right. I appreciate you. But, um, wow, okay. Not even, like, not even... Well, Nathan McKinnon would be in the game, but not even like, you know, Alex Ovechkin. Oh, you're telling me like I'm inviting famous people into you, this box? You, you can invite any three oh, people no, bro. into this box. You, you're coming, Tom's coming, my my roommate who's a huge, huge South Florida fan, and then uh, and my dad who just taught me hockey. We'll, we'll leave the celebrities out of this one. You know, that was wholesome. I like <laughs> I like your answer a lot. Thanks. <laughs> and then la- last thing, number 10. I want you to think about this one. What is one thing that you genuinely enjoy that is not lifting, hockey, or doing podcast stuff, or making content? What is something else that sets Brooks Jenkins apart? Hmm. Yeah, right? Something I don't talk about. Man, I'm, I'm always so big on... Focusing on like the small amount of things that you want to be really good at because you can't be like, you know, you got 24 hours in a day. You'd be so good at a couple things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I like try not to like spread myself too thin with that. But my other thing would be stand up comedy. Um, I love oh? I love comedy. I've done stand up four or five times, three or four, four times, and uh, I've done improv as well, um, and taken improv classes and performed improv in front of crowds and and uh, public speaking. I really love public speaking as well i get that kind of is the podcast too but um i love that kind of stuff that it freaks me out and it's scary and i haven't done a lot of it but i also love watching it i was watching stand-up when i was eating breakfast before i came over here this morning i i think it's so pure to be able to speak to a crowd of people about what you really believe about something and make it hilarious and at the same time as being comfortable enough to do that with yourself, I think is so impressive. I, I think it's a, a amazing medium. So, and laughing is so fucking fun, man. <laughs> I, it is. And especially, I don't know. I always thought that if you can make someone laugh without having a curse or be stupid, like genuinely, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like la- making someone laugh is a superpower of almost some, some sort. Yeah. No, it, right. It's like some fucking witchcraft shit. That's probably why I like it. I'm just like, you would like the things that I say. I think it's because I'm just like a fucking people pleaser inside and something in me just like wants people to like me. So I'm like, what do I, how do I do the things that people like? like yeah, true. I'm trying to get away from that as much as I can, but there's definitely a little human fucking, there's definitely a lot of human in all of us that cre- keeps a lot of that evolutionary stuff going. Exactly. You know, we're all human, but, um, Great, great answers. Great answer. Great answer. Yeah. Thank you, man. Is that the last one? Um, yeah, that was the last one. And so right now, um, since we are at the end of the question, we have come to the conclusion of the podcast. First of all, Brooks, 
Um, you are a pleasure to be here today. And so why I brought you on the podcast is because, well, one, you're a huge hockey fan like I am, so that's bonus points right there. But your absolute, your absolute unnerving um, vigilance to go forward with your um, with your bodybuilding, with your content creation, and just the absolute disciplined mind that you have, as well as the good nature that you carry at the same time, is exactly why I think you, Brooks Jenkins, have big DK energy. <laughs> Thank you, man. Seriously, I'm I'm super honored that you would ask me to be on this, man. I uh, my first thought, I'm like, man, why me? So I appreciate it, man. You made me feel good and. I, uh, you know, I always love to talk, so I appreciate you having me on to spit, spit in your microphones for a couple hours and <laughs> fill your ears with all my goofy words, man. Thank you for listening, and and you're an awesome host, man. I've I've definitely been on some podcasts before, and uh, I've had some di- some dicey hosts, so it's nice to be on with somebody who uh, you're on point. You're always paying attention. You're always asking good questions. You just care. It's nice being around somebody that just cares, and I don't think anybody. Um, that can say that they know you with any confidence would ever say that Danny doesn't care. So I appreciate it, man. You're a good buddy, and I appreciate you having me on. You're, you're a good man, Mr. Jenkins, and I appreciate the kind words. So um, so as we wrap up today, please don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, we are small, so it's all right if you don't but go come our way. But we won't always be small. That's right. Someday We're- we'll be real big. Just like him, <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna leave all we're gonna leave all of his uh, social media um, uh, stuff in the description, and also we're gonna leave a bunch of other links just in case you want to hit him up for your fitness goals and needs. <laughs> yeah, Brooks Jenkins fifty two eighty um, on Instagram. That's right. Would be where to find me. The that's modern the best, day biking. That's the best spot to start. Excellent. Yep. All right, and so from all of us here at Big DK Energy, I am DK. Uh, signing off.